Hello, welcome to Typewriter Talks. This podcast features interviews with writers, poets, and other bookish folks. My name is Marie McDowell, and I am the founder and executive director of Keep St. Pete Lit, which is a literary arts organization based in St. Petersburg, Florida. On Typewriter Talks, we discuss all kinds of writerly topics, hoping to show you that there is not one right way to be a writer. Today, we are happy to welcome Yuki Jackson. Yuki is a Black and Japanese poet and educator. Her poetry has been published in literary journals such as Four-Way Review and Cream City Review, for which she was nominated for a 2021 Best of the Net Award and the 2020 Summer Poetry Prize. Yuki is a regular contributor for the Poets Notebook column of Creative Loping Tampa Bay, and her work has been featured by NPR Next Gen, Spady Cultural Heritage Museum, and the Goodwin Proctor Law Firm. She was also featured as a playwright for the Strass Center's BIPOC play reading series, showcasing her cross-cultural writing through an interdisciplinary and collaborative performance. For more, you can go to yukijackson.com. Welcome, Yuki. Yay, thank you for having me. Good to talk to you. Yes, we interviewed you in our first series of typewriter talks during the COVID days. Um, so I'm glad to catch up with you again. Let us know what you're working on right now. Yeah, so I just, uh, as of like a few days ago, <laughs> I finished uh, a book that I had been working on for the past couple years. Um, so I'm very excited about that phase. <laughs> um, so yeah, so that's that's a big thing that I'm proud of myself about. But ironically, you know, it's also something that like, not a lot of other people have, you know, seen or know about yet. But um, yeah, so and then aside from that, just sort of like, planning toward that next phase in terms of, uh, you know, what I can do about what I have, you know, in terms of material. So yeah. Congratulations. Uh, what is the book about? It's, it's poetry, right? Yeah, so it's, well, it's ultimately a poetic memoir. Um, but funny enough, so I, I intended it initially to be a narrative told through poems, um, which was, you know, the same premise as um, another unpublished uh, manuscript that I currently have and have shared publicly, or at least parts of it. Um, but yeah, the, the, so the second book that I just finished, um, it ended up actually being majority prose. <laughs> mm -hmm. um, yeah, and so it, I would say it's about like maybe 70 to 80% prose-ish. Um, but even that I say loosely, you know, just because that's that's not um, sort of my, my foundational medium, um, but it's sort of like my attempt at prose. Um, and then, yeah, you know, and then sprinkled in it are some poems that go along with the narrative. Um, and so, yeah, so that that's sort of the the, you know, the setup of it in terms of the the style. Well, first off, congratulations. It's huge when you finish a book. Huge. So congratulations for um, completing that marathon. <laughs> Thank you so, so exciting. Much. Yeah. And I love the, um, you know, the, the memoir poetry hybrid vibe. And, uh, I also recently am working on a book too, in the same vein. Uh, and I found a lot of my poems, which I was like, these are more prose, but I think, well, for me personally, having the underlying poetry, um, mm. you know, 
uh, I was going to say vibe again, but energy, um, a lot of them are more po prose poetry. So, um, and I'm, I want to give a shout out to my wonderful editors, Poetry Midwives, because they've helped me get my writing out and they're editing my work. And it's just such a gift. And I know what that's like when you've, it's been so close to your heart and then you have to send your baby out and send it to people to read and hear. And it's so, Ooh, it's, it's, yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's very like, Oh, am I ready for this? So I'm sending you lots of love on the next, uh, next chapter in this journey. Thank you. Thank you. Yeah. It's definitely, it's like a shifting of gears. Yeah. At least it is for me. I I feel like maybe it depends on the person, you know, cause I, I feel like some people are like, really good at even just within the course of one day they can like shift in and out of certain modes very easily you know yeah. they're like you know like in a more insular writing mode and then they're in a you know talking you know external self-promotion mode you know whatever oh I'm not that right. you know yeah you know those required aspects I guess of you know being a writer and um yeah but I think for me I have to like kind of do a deep dive into both <laughs> yeah you know like I can't I can't just like easily go from one to another so um yeah so I think I really I feel you on that you know where it's like that so I feel like I'm in a similar situation where I'm like okay now I have to like shift my my gear of the the part of myself, you know, that I kind of bring out in in terms of, you know, sharing work. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I think it's also really important to honor your process because it's really easy to compare yourself to someone else. Um, I know uh, there are some writers that I'll see and they're like just cranking stuff out and they're getting this and this is happening and this is happening. This is happening. This is happening. And it's like this busyness and they're so good at it. And I'm just like, okay, I got dressed today. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. You know, I got, I got a poem done this week. Awesome. You know, and I have a child that's busy and is doing like 40 different things at once. And I never even was like, I can't keep up with you. Like I'll be over here in the corner reading if you need me. <laughs> so yeah. I think it's important that we all honor our process because our writing has its own process and it has its own uh, pathway and it's different than anyone else's. And it's important not to compare yourself. It's hard, but we do our best. So yeah. tell us what a typical day looks like for you as a writer. Ooh, I mean, <laughs> I mean, I would say in terms of, you know, just again, you know, kind of going into the modes part, it it varies, right? So like what I would say, okay, if I describe the mode that I've been in in the past couple months, <laughs> yeah, um, you know, just, you know, in terms of like intensively trying to finish this book. And again, you know, I, I feel like and this may be more extreme just because, um, you know, just like everybody else, I, you know, I have multiple things that I'm doing and, you know, number one, just trying to like, you know, survive and live and take care of myself as a person, right? Yeah. And then, you know, yeah. on top of that, you know, and then other um, responsibilities to others or loved ones. And then, you know, and then on top of that, trying to do our writing thing, right? So, um, so for me, um, yeah, the process of writing, you know, the book was that, um, you know, I, I would kind of like, yeah, I was always writing and compiling material for it, but it wasn't, in a way in which I had, I guess, the luxury, you know, to sort of work on it in like a very um, obsessive way, <laughs> yeah. um, you know, which was necessary. But I think, 
about a couple months ago, I was just, it just was kind of an internal, like an intuitive vibe, you know, that I got for myself. I was like, okay, now's the time. Like I need to push, you know, like pedal to the floor, like get, get this particular project done now. Um, and again, you know, and it wasn't anything, you know, externally, you know, pressured or anything like that. It was, it was totally an internal sense, you know, of a timing thing. And so, yeah. And so within that context, <laughs> um, this past couple months, you know, so I, um, you know, so I also, I work, um, you know, at a, uh, at a, like an art museum. And then, so, you know, in addition to doing that work, work, you know, everything else basically in my spare time, you know, outside of that was in writing. So in, you know, again, in that framework in a typical day, you know, so if I am working there or if I'm not working at the museum, then I would, um, you know, I do my daily chanting. Um, you know, I'm a, as you know, you know, I'm a practicing Buddhist. So I, I, you know, start off my day doing my, uh, you know, uh, it's a mantra, um, like a vocalized uh, mantra meditative practice of Nam Myoho Renge Kyo. And, you know, I, I do that for a while every day just to kind of set myself up for the day, um, focusing on, um, you know, my gratitude and as well as my goals. Um, oh, and then so one thing I did that really helped me too to... Um, helped me finish the book, which initially felt very daunting just because I had so much material. Maureen, I had like, I had around like a thousand pages of material. Wow. That I, yeah. That I ended up like, like just like raw material though. You know yeah, what I'm saying? Yeah. And, but it was like, it was, there's so much. So then at one point I got so overwhelmed by it. I was like, oh my God, like, how am I going to edit this down? <laughs> like, this is, this is crazy. But then I was like, okay, you know what? So then what I did, I, I, I created like a regimented plan um, of breaking, breaking it down, you know, on a day by day basis of, um, you know, breaking down the writing into like sections. And so, you know, I created like a daily goal of like, okay, on, you know, Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, I'm going to work on this section, you know, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, I'm going to work on this following section, um, you know, and so forth. And so I, you know, would then approach that particular chunk. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. That, you know what I'm saying? And then in a manageable way, and then just like work on that. Um, and, you know, and then along with that, there's, you know, different readings I would do. Um, I've been reading a few books that sort of helped inform, um, you know, sort of myself as a person, but also like uh, inspiration inspiration for the book um and so you know I would do some reading and then um yeah what, you know, what, what, yeah. what books are you reading do you want to share yeah I mean, I, I mean at the moment I'm in the middle of reading the bible like I love it. The, whole, <laughs> the whole the whole thing right and so and what's funny and like I said you know, I'm a practicing Buddhist right and so but um and so but because of that I didn't grow up reading the Bible or like you reading it as like a piece of literature or are you reading I, it as yeah I am and yeah. so you know and I feel you know and I I respect that you know for many people it's not you know they don't see it as literature and whatnot so I'm also understanding that as I'm reading it as a piece of literature 
that there may be some components that I may not connect to because I'm not approaching it from the lens of faith, if that makes sense. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? So, but I, so I'm cognizant of that, but at the same time, um, I also respect it, you know, or I, I'm intending, um, you know, at least a large part of me, you know, is to respect the fact that, you know, there's a reason why this story, you know, whether you believe in it or not, there's a reason why this story resonates so much with so many people around the world, right? Yeah. Yeah. Um, and, you know, and again, regardless of, you know, obvious in some cases, it was like forced upon people, you know, and things like that, you know, but, you know, ultimately, even and what I find interesting is even for the cultures or peoples who, who it was pushed upon, you know, like initially, how currently, you know, or how generations later, how then they have been able to embrace it in a way that makes sense for them in an empowering way. Yeah. Um, you know what I mean? In terms yeah. of, yeah. you know, like extracting from it what they connect to on a personal level. And so again, you know, so it within that understanding too, I'm like, okay, again, you know, this is a, a this is the most influential work of all time. <laughs> and so I, I think that I would be remiss for me as a writer to not kind of at least have read it through all the way one time. <laughs> you know, that was my thinking. Yeah. yeah and, when I went to school yeah. for undergraduate, my English uh, degree, we had a Bible as literature class. Oh, that really? Was, that was really fascinating to go through the old and the new Testament as a form of literature. It was really fast. Like the book of Genesis has four different voices to it. It's just, mm, really, yes. Yeah. yeah. It's really fascinating to like read it as like, as a scholar, as a scholarly yeah. way. Yeah. yeah. And Dr. Yeah. Wells was like, no, Dr. White was his name, I believe. God, he was just this, the coolest guy. And he, I think he retired after that, but it was just, it was like a glory time at, USF St. Pete of these teachers that were teaching these really cool classes, but oh wow, go ahead. Go ahead. Yeah, no, I mean, I would, I would have loved to take that class. And I know, yeah. Now. There was another yeah. teacher, Dr. Wells, and all he did was lecture an entire semester about Emily Dickinson and Walt Whitman. And at the end, you had to write an eight-page paper about either of them, and it was just like, God, it was just like, you know, not everything's so survey. You know, it's so different classes it was like 2008 I graduated and I feel like it was like the the golden years <laughs> before like adjuncts when teachers were tenured and you know but there's also there was also a lot of a lot of not good things about that too those time periods like you know mm. yeah. and only white perspectives and there was you know yeah no do you say white or do you say Caucasian I can't figure it out anymore yeah yeah I'm doing my best <laughs> So tell us how your writing process has changed over the years. Mm, that's a good question. Yeah, I would say that I'm much more focused, which I, I don't know is a process thing, um, but it feels like it is. But I would say, I would say that, you know, before it felt more out of my own hands, if that makes sense. Mm. Um, where if I felt it, and so, you know, and 
so it's not to say that I don't still experience that it's a feeling or that, um, you know, there's certain times where I'm more connected to a work or a work is speaking to me yeah, or, you know, whatever it may be. Right. So that's still a part of it, but, oh, you know what it is? I think I've been able to kind of hone in on for me, what will allow me to get it out or to connect with it where before it was like if it happens it happens if it doesn't it it just doesn't but now I respect the fact that sometimes it doesn't you know what I mean because it's like we can't always be in like a producing mode right um but I don't know but I I think that um I I've kind of learned again for myself like different strategies or different um you know things I can do to just take care of myself as a person <laughs> that will then lead me into a space where my body is able to connect with my work more mm-hmm. um you know so you know so in terms of that um I think it's more you know what it that I think it's also then um connected to like me really reconnecting to my own body and myself, which has been an intensive, intentional process that I've been on this past few years. And, you know, I think, you know, we've also talked about, you know, um, together. And so, yeah, so I think that this, I think more of this sense of like, okay, this is like, I'm an active part of this. Yeah. Like I'm a partner in this, if that makes sense. Like yeah, you're as collaborating. You're collaborating. Yeah. I'm, it's a collaboration. And I I have I'm an active protagonist, you know, in this yeah. process. You know what I'm saying? As opposed to like something is kind of bestowing something on me completely. <laughs> you know? You feel more yeah. embodied. So you feel more able to kind of guide and direct the process as opposed to like well, maybe the muse will visit. We'll just see. I'll just sit around waiting. <laughs> right, 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 right. Yeah. And so, and again, it's like, it's not about forcing it in a way that's like, yeah, you know what I'm saying? Like unnatural or something. It's still like, under- I was like, okay, sometimes I don't feel like writing or, you know, it's not coming to me or I feel frustrated or I'm stuck with something or whatever. So I'm like, okay, let me go. Like <laughs> one thing that I do <laughs> um, is like, if I feel that stuck, I go, I find a quiet place wherever I'm at. And then I go like, I just like lay down for like maybe 10 minutes, you know, yeah. um, and preferably face down if I can. Interesting. <laughs> yeah. There's something about like putting, it's probably like related to like a yoga thing or whatever, you know, cause it's like when you put your forehead on the ground or like toward the ground, huh. it's like a grounding thing. You know, yeah. So like if I'm face down, whether I'm on a bed, I mean, obviously, if it's like a floor, then, it, you know, you may not want to put your head or face directly on the ground. But I don't know if you have a towel or something. But yeah, so I, I find that doing that, it almost feels like a refresh. <laughs> well, um, yeah. You know, yeah. So like, yeah, like laying down face down. Also, like taking a sh- shower. Um, I find too, like if I start to feel like antsy or again stuck or overwhelmed um you know when I'm working then I'm like you know what let me go take a shower (laughs) like a quick one you know even sometimes if I you know maybe already bathed earlier um yeah and then that sort of that I guess something about the running water 
you know, it feels refreshing or, you know, I guess, you know, people, you know, we go take walks or, you know, whatever, like yeah. things kind of refresh. <laughs> yeah. 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 My, uh, my friend, uh, Paula Kramer is a choreographer and she says she, she gets her best ideas in the shower. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But, that makes yeah. sense. Yeah. I, I, I work out a lot of things when I swim laps at the pool. It's like, oh, that's right. Yeah. You're a swimmer. Yeah. It's one of the best ways to me. Like if I start out with some kind of problem or something's bothering me by probably about 10 laps in, I'm like, okay, I figured it out. Like, yeah. Movement is a really good thing. Uh, water is good. There's just so many different ways to like yeah. get yourself from being stuck. Um, would you, what would you say are some of your major themes in your work? Um, I mean, I would say uh, sexual identity, um, you know, and not, I guess, in terms of, you know, necessarily like orientation, which I guess is the maybe more contemporary association with sexual identity, you mm -hmm. know, but I think for me, um, yeah, you know, a part of sexual identity is also just sort of our identity um as a sex, you know, for as like women, you know, so for me as a woman, so it's very, um, I don't know, like, I don't, I don't really use the, I'm not opposed to the word feminist, <laughs> you know what I mean? Because I understand that it has a purpose. And there's like a power in that phrase itself. But um, I guess I just, for whatever reason, I don't really feel drawn to that word to describe my work. But I could also understand if that's how my work was described, <laughs> if that makes sense. Um, Cause it, you know, it's, a, it's about, uh, you know, I'm centering myself, <laughs> um, but I, I think I'm doing it with a consciousness and an intentionality in really elevating simultaneously the female gender, um, you know. Your, your work, it seems to be about, to me, like really, um, giving voice to the divine feminine from what I've, what I experienced in your play that you did at the Strauss Center, um, whether yeah. that's feminist or not, but that voice yeah. divine feminine and which is very needed right now in our very um, masculine war based world right now. <laughs> oh my yeah. Lord. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I'm all about that. I'm all about that. Yeah. Yeah. Keep going, though. Sorry, I didn't mean to interrupt uh, you. No, no. Yeah. I mean, it's it, it is that, you know, ultimately, you know, and then, you know, so then within that, um, you know, I guess I'm thinking of, um, you know, I guess I'm thinking of my book primarily just because it's, you know, I've been so focused on that, even though yeah. the majority of what's in it is not, you know, you know, shared or whatever, but, um, but yeah, you know, so there's a lot of like kind of social justice themes tied in there. And I talk about class and, um, you know, like spirituality and, um, you know, uh, I talk about, you know, in this book, I also talk about, uh, you know, oh, and, you know, I've also talked before about mental health. Mm -hmm. Um, but I've also in my, the book I just finished, you know, I talk about like, um, overcoming trauma um in various forms as well and um I also enjoy you know talking about intimacy and interactions you know so I would say that's a lot of what comes through in the work 
Do you hear a line that starts a poem or a piece that you're writing? Or are you just, are you following kind of a narrative arc? Yeah. Oh, you mean in terms of the book or just like an individual poem? Either, either. Okay. Yeah. I, I would say it's both. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah. So, I mean, there, yeah, there are many times when I'll get a line, you know, like for me, um, a lot of times it's like when I wake up, there'll be a line already <laughs> in my head. Oh, cool. Yeah. And then I'm like, okay, I have to write this down, you know, so then I do so, um, you know, or something I'll, you know, just be doing something around and I'll be like grocery shopping or driving or, you know, doing something that's totally unrelated and, you know, a line will come. So yeah, there are times when something, a piece will start in that way with that seed. Um, but then I think a for me, a lot of my work and what I've been doing most recently is, um, and actually what I've kind of always done is I record, I kind of see myself also kind of like a journalist, <laughs> yeah. um, even though I'm not, uh, you know, formally, you know, and yeah, but because, you know, a lot of my work is autobiographical and, um, I'm directly, you know, taking, you know, interactions or, you know, actual occurrences that's happened in my life um, and then just just writing it down, you know. So a lot of times it's like I'll have a conversation or and be like inspired by that and write that down or um, I'll notice something, you know, some a way, you know, a, a man was walking down the street, you know, pushing a grocery cart you know, full of cans, but he was dancing or I don't know, you know, some things like that, right? That I'm like, wow, like, there, that's like, so um, there's just such a, a paradox there, you know, so anything that has like a paradox <laughs> in it that I notice in the world, I yeah. write, down. I write down everything or, or voice voice notes it or whatever, you know, yeah. um, and, and then I go back, and then I comb through all of these beautiful, you know, moments. And then I uh, see which one of these may work with a larger piece or, you know, or may work by themselves as an individual piece, um, you know, and then attempt to like edit it or write more and whatnot and work it to make it into um, an, a more like, art like thing. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I like that though. I, I also use voice to text for writing and I think it's a really useful form of, um, capturing your thoughts and feelings, um, in random places <laughs> where you don't always have a pen and paper handy, even at night in your car. <laughs> oh yeah. It's really a great, um, resource to use. Uh, I've written, a whole book that way and I'm working on another. So I love to hear someone else is doing that as well. Um, what would you tell your younger writer self? Mm, I would say to take it seriously. Um, yeah, I would say, you know, I think for a long time, I, 
I would say I was always a writer, um, but I never took myself seriously in doing that. <laughs> um, I don't know. I think I always felt like kind of like almost embarrassed of that. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, you know, just because, you know, just in, uh, you know, maybe it's like a cultural thing or just like a background thing where, you know, that's not it's sort of like a waste of time or, you know, seen as something very kind of like frivolous. Um, and so I, society, society says that for sure. Yeah. In the creative. Yeah. 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 You know, so I think, you know, and I think it's more kind of in recent years, right. Like where our society is more like embracing of creativity. Yeah. Um, and it's really interesting when things are going wrong, really people really turn to the arts as a form yeah. of comfort. So <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah no totally uh, talk about a yeah. yeah yeah so I I think I you know so I kind of internalized that you know toward myself and so I don't think I really allowed myself to um fully embrace that tendency or that urge or that longing to write and develop my writing and um, to really respect it. So yeah, so I would say to, you know, in that way to like, take it seriously, you know, not not so much in terms of like, oh, take it seriously, like as a career thing, or like, as a, um, you know, something to be like, pressured, you know, but like, just take it seriously in terms of, yeah, like, re respect what you are and what you want to do, you know, because it's, um, it's valuable. What shifted for you? to start taking yourself seriously? I would say, I don't, that's a great question. I don't remember like one specific incident or an event that helped me to realize that, but I think it's an accumulation, you know, yeah. of just like, you know, kind of the steady, <clears throat> the steady effort to continue for me, you know, my Buddhist practice is just like, you know, a tool or a way for me to um, have developed a stronger sense of self. Yeah. Um, and so I think the accumulation of continuing to do that has helped me kind of like exercise my sense of self muscle <laughs> um, till, you know what I mean? Till like one day I was like, oh, like I, you know, I have a sense of self and this is what I want and this is what I think. Um, so that's one part of it or a major part of it. And then I would say another part is community, you know, so I think when I first, um, you know, got involved or, you know, decided to say, okay, I want to um, study this. And I, I did, and you know, went to school for it and felt community. And then outside of there, you know, connecting with, uh, you know, people like you or, you know, other people in Tampa Bay. And, you know, there's just so many amazing, not just amazing writers, but also like really good people. Yeah. yeah <laughs> you know, yeah. Like here, I mean, it's just such a wealth of it. So I think for me and seeing you guys, I was, I felt, I felt very like, wow, like this is actually like a great thing, you know? So I, tribe. I feel more tribe is a big deal. Comfortable. Yeah. yeah. That's tribe is a definitely a big deal. Having, having people that are cheering you on and rooting for you and showing up to your events and asking you to be on podcasts. Yeah. <laughs> and you have, a, you have an event tonight. 
um, what you're reading in Tampa. Um, yeah, I think that's, uh, it's, it's, it's so sustainable and generative and needed when, whenever you're, if you're having a low period, it's good to reach out and have your community to be like, keep doing this, but also celebrate your wins. You want to have people that you can celebrate your wins with like, congratulations for finishing your book. Yeah, absolutely. Great. So why don't we hear some of your writing? Yes. So, um, I think a poem that I'm going to share, um, Okay, so this is a poem originally published in uh, Neptune. Yeah. <laughs> Shout out to St. Pete, right? And then also then um, in the Rokery. Um, and so this one is called Head. Head. I am a god, says the headless mannequin with breasts at Black Crow Grand Central. I want to get in touch with the artist for their other piece, painted words on cardboard. The gods have another secret. The piece became hidden when someone placed a ladder in front of it. And no matter how many times I try, I can't get in touch with the artist. As I do my work from across the art, I get a text from Shaila asking, what's your second greatest fear? I respond, to be physically vulnerable, I feel disconnected from my body after being repeatedly violated. The mannequin bleeds, its head chopped off, and next to it on the wall, a tapestry from another artist saying, still we rise. That's so beautiful. Thank you. I'm just like letting it settle. I'm just like, oh, the visual of it. I'm just like in the space and sending you love. That was beautiful. Thank you so much, Yuki. Thank you so much, Maureen. Thank you everyone for tuning into this episode of Typewriter Talks. We have a new episode every Thursday where we interview writers and poets and other bookish folks. Um, thank you, Yuki, for being you and your generative, beautiful spirit, which comes through in this podcast. It's been so good to talk to you and catch up with you. And um, if you want to learn more about keepstpilet.org, we have a new website. It's so exciting. Um, all the past episodes of Typewriter Talks are listed if you are unable to listen on Apple or Spotify or any of the other podcast channels. You can go to keepstpilet.org and connect um, and listen to all the other podcasts. And also we now have a new online store where we're selling literary swag to support our programming. So please check that out and please tune in next Thursday, um, where we discuss all the things we love about being writers. Um, and please continue to read and write on. So thank you so much. We'll see you next week.